Hey, are you ready to grow your business? You have checked out the number one resource for business leaders, entrepreneurs, startup founders, and managers. And we're going to teach you how to grow and scale your business with real actionable steps. There's no fluff in this podcast. It's just good advice. Check out this episode. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoy this episode, leave us a five-star review. On today's episode, we're talking about the power of networking. And despite being awkward and sometimes uncomfortable, why you shouldn't count it out. Stay tuned. Here comes your good advice. Hey, thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Hey, I appreciate you checking out the podcast today. Whether you're a long-time listener or a first-time listener, welcome to the show. This is where we talk about all things that, for me, just make sense in business. You know, I try not to be overly complicated or complex, but, you know, I, I think it really is those simple truths. I actually had someone refer to it yesterday as like the blocking and tackling of business. And, um, you know, while I don't usually do a lot of sports analogies on the podcast, that's, that's kind of what we're doing here. Um, a long time ago, probably like two or three years ago, I was talking to someone who basically was going bankrupt in their business and they had, uh, they were spending an enormous amount of money on marketing, on, um, uh, all these things that they basically didn't need. And I basically said something and they had no customers, pretty much no customers at all. And I basically said, you know, I think you need to cleave off all these things you're spending money on and get back to the basics of selling. You know, you're ultimately selling something that people don't want. And the person basically looked at me and was like, it, it, it can't be that simple. Like I'm looking for new insight. I'm looking for new knowledge you know, give me like the actual answer. And, um, I, I, in some ways I haven't forgotten that conversation. Cause I was like, you know, we, we don't need to make this overly sexy. I mean, the bottom line is you aren't making enough sales. Like that is the problem with your business. And the more I've thought about this, the more I've realized that in business today, it really is these simple concepts that continue to drive the success of our business. You know, those simple steps we take that's, can be pretty important for our business. So that's what I've aimed to do with the podcast. It's what I've tried to communicate are those really simple things that, you know, maybe you've forgotten about, maybe you've looked past them and you have forgotten how powerful these things can be. So there's no fluff in this podcast. Hey, there's just good advice. Having said that, I want to talk today, um, this morning, I, I was at a networking event, uh, about 20, 30 minutes away. And I was, it's one of those, uh, pitch events, like an event where, you know, you have 40 or 50 people present and everyone gets up and they get about 60 seconds to pitch their business. And about halfway through, you know, I, it's, it's fun for me because I get to firsthand really just see what everyone else is doing and kind of notice like what seems to be working well and what's not working well. Like when someone gets up and they pitch and it feels like everyone's enraptured by what they've said, this is something that I take notice of. And I think about, okay, how do I emulate that? How do I do that? 
And in the same way, I, whenever I get up, naturally, I want people as well to um, resonate with what I'm saying and thinking. But regardless of any of this, I'll get back to this in a second. I was sitting there. I was thinking about the event as a whole. You know, I try to get to this one particular event at least two, maybe two, maybe even three times a month. And I thought to myself, you know, I really like networking events. And I don't know if I would have said that. I've been in business for a little over four years now, almost five years I don't know if I would have said that back at the start of my, of good advice. Cause I actually put out an article in 2019, three years ago that was titled, why are networking events so cringy and awful? And I, I wrote that because I, I actually, I don't remember exactly what motivated me to write it. I think I had gone to an event that I walked away feeling like, this was awful. This was like such a waste of my time. And maybe you've actually been to one of these events where, you know, maybe someone talks it up. They're like, oh, this is the best event in town. And then you go yourself and there's like two people there. It's you and someone else. And you're like, uh, where's that? When's that? Where's everyone else going to be here? Like, what's going on here? Or I give my wife a hard time because my wife, Joy, often like finds these and we're, you know, we're millennials. So like, we're not like reading a newspaper, but the way I kind of think of it, the analogy I think of would be like flipping through the newspaper or like actually not even that, like walking down the street and imagine like you're, you're, you're going on a walk and you're passing by, um, a stoplight, like a, like a telephone pole that has like one of those, um, events like stapled onto it. It's like the crinkled faded paper. Uh, and it has like the little tabs that you can pull off with like the phone number and I give my wife a hard time because it doesn't happen this way. But what I kind of envision is her like walking down the street, seeing one of these events that's like local dancing. It's going to be amazing. Everyone's going to be there. And her like pulling a tab and coming home and being like, this is so great. We have to go. Well, I give her a hard time because, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, guys. I give her a hard time because more often than not, she drags me to these events where it's like, you know, dancing, it's awesome. And we get there and like, there's a couple who's like half past dead, like they're 85 and there's that couple then no one else. It's just like, it's just us. And the person like facilitating it is like, oh, thank God someone else is here. And so I give her a hard time because I'm like, why did you bring me to this? Like, why are we at this event? Because these events keep popping up. In fact, we went to one a couple of weeks ago and it was one of these kinds of things. And my wife, as we were driving home, was like, she was like, please don't add this to the list of things that like the embarrassing things I've taken you to. And I was like, babe, it's it's it was on the list the moment we walked into the place. But networking events can be like this a lot. Like you go to a networking event and I, I think kind of what we all envision is maybe what our gut tells us is we go to this event, you talk about your business. And then when it's over, you know, this is totally like a Christmas story version of this. You present your business, then everyone comes up to you and tells you, wow, you're so amazing. You're all, this is so cool. Hey, I want to know more. What, what actually happens if it's a pitch event, you know, you get up, you share, you sit down and then the event ends. And in many cases, a lot of times no one comes up to you or maybe one or two people come up to you. Uh, or vice versa, you know, you go up to someone else and you have like a very short conversation and then you walk away thinking like, was that really worth my time? Like, did I really get anything of value from that? And I think I had, you know, a few years back when I wrote this article, I think I had gone to an event that was like this where it was very pitch crazy. And I think I even remember some of the details of I went to an event like this where a guy walked up, gave me his card, and then walked away. And I was like, who who was this person? Like this guy's this guy's doing like a 
I, I don't know what the, the phrasing is, but I mean, he is like buckshot, like <laughs> giving his card to as many people as possible, as desperate as possible, hoping, hoping that he'll get a result. Networking events in general, I think get a bad rap because we don't nearly have the patience we need for these things to become successful. And as I was thinking about this event today, I was thinking, you know, this, this event says it's done well for me. I've, I've made some money on it. Some of the past networking events I've done, I've made some money on. And I was thinking, you know, the reason a lot of us don't like networking events is, is twofold. And it's the point that I'm getting at today is I, I want to encourage you not to count out local networking events. First of all, I think in general, many of us are always looking for that quick fix in our business. We're looking for the hack, the hack, uh, the growth hack, the latest insight, the latest tip. And I think in some cases, if we're naive in business, we don't realize how susceptible we are to that kind of language when it comes to marketing a product. Like for example, I was in a marketing class, a marketing seminar where the guy, and it was like borderline immoral, like unethical, where the guy was basically saying like, take what you know has to happen in business and tell them that they can be successful without it. Like if you want, if you want to break up the monotony, if you want to get the click on your website, what have you, then tell them the one thing they know they need, tell them they don't have to have it and they can still be successful. So like example, for example, you know, everyone knows, uh, I say everyone, many people know you need some kind of social media presence if you're going to scale your business. Well, imagine if I put out an ad or a post or something that said, hey, if you're a, you know, $100,000 business, if you want to scale to a million dollars, let me tell you how you can do it without ever having to touch social media. This is something that would be pretty interesting to people. Now, could I actually deliver on that? Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't really matter though, because the point of these kinds of clickbait titles are to get you to click on what they're selling so that they can bring you into their funnel. They can talk to you, eventually, hopefully convert you to a sale. And so I had a friend of mine who he was asking me, he was new to his business and he was like, Hey, so what did you, what have you, um, you know, you've been in business for a few years now. How did you get your first customers? And all of my first customers came from, either networking in person or just meeting people in person, but mostly networking. And I said, yeah, I went out and about, I met people, I talked about my business, yada, yada. And that built the trust that I needed for people to refer me or want to work with me or so on and so forth. And that's how I got my first customers. And I was expecting him to be like, okay, great. How can I do that? But what he said instead was, I really don't like those kinds of events. Um, how can I get my customers without doing any of that stuff? And I kind of laughed thinking he was maybe joking, but I was like, oh, uh, well, I mean, you kind of got to do something. I mean, like people are just going to come to your door, uh, unless you've, you know, you're selling lightning in a bottle, which often we think we are when actually we're selling something that's very mundane, uh, or rather it's not as unique as we think it is. I think that's a hard truth to face sometimes. Uh, you know, and this is a total random tangent, but. It's amazing. Here's what I'll say is be careful with the phrasing. We're the only ones who, and then whatever product or service offering that you have, you know, we're the only ones to have the customer service that we have. We're the only ones offering 
you know, 48 hour returns. We're the only ones offering, you know, whatever, whatever perk it is, just know that it may not be as amazing as you think it is. But so he was saying, yeah, how do I do these things? How do I get this success without doing those things? And I said, well, I mean, you're kind of trying to fit a square peg in a round hole because your business is so new. You don't really know who your buyer is. Like you kind of need to get out and meet people so that, you know, you can gauge their feedback. You can talk to prospective customer. You can learn more about their pain points and how you solve them and so on and so forth. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. (laughs) I was like, okay, great. Well, his business didn't actually really go anywhere. Never really took off. And it was like, yeah, I mean, you, you're not really doing a lot of the basic things that you should be doing to try to grow your business. It's, and it's, it's because a lot of times in business, the thing that is so awkward and uncomfortable for us is often the thing that we should be doing, but we don't do because it's so awkward and uncomfortable. For example, Posting on social media, posting videos on social media, it's one of the best ways for people to engage with you. We often don't do it because it feels really awkward and uncomfortable. If you have a ghetto camera, you know, the lighting's kind of jank. It's, you know, the audio's not great. It can be a little vulnerable to click record to press record and turn on the camera and talk about your area of expertise, especially if you're new to it. It's like, what do I even say? (laughs) What do I even talk about? So often we avoid these things we should be doing because of how they make us feel. And a piece of advice that I got years ago, because I was talking to someone about something that was making me uncomfortable on my own personal journey And how I was avoiding it. And this guy I was sitting down with for coffee basically said, Blake, I would really lean into that discomfort rather than shirking away from it. And I, it's always been great advice that I've tried to stick to is I feel pretty, I feel pretty good getting up in front of people, but there's always a level of discomfort there. There's always an awkwardness there. And so I've just tried to you know, beat myself into a submission of habit of no matter how, how I feel about it, I'm going to do it. And that's typically panned out pretty well for me. So I think the people who struggle with this are the same people who, by the way, they, they believe there has to be an answer that feels good. That isn't painful. That isn't awkward. There has to be an easy answer. And these are the same people who, by the way, are are terrible SEO customers because SEO in general takes takes time to reap its benefit. But these are the people who, you know, they buy an SEO package and then they're frustrated that 14 days later, they're not the number one result on Google. You know, they are the ones who, um, uh, I'm trying to give another example. I mean, they, they say, Hey, I'm gonna get active on social media. And then after the first week of posting every day, they're frustrated that they haven't made a million dollars or even made a sale. You know, it's people who I think aren't committed to really the journey of business ownership, which is something that I've described many times as the 10 year game. Like you have to understand that in your business, you are playing the 10 year game. You're not playing a six-month game. You're not playing a three-month game. And if you're naive to not understand this, you will be manipulated by digital salespeople who will grab your attention with, 
go from zero to six figures in the next 30 days by this one email script. Go from zero customers to 10,000 in weekly revenue just by this simple ad that we ran. Like these are things that are going to manipulate you into being someone else's customer because you're too naive to understand the longevity of the business process. And this is something that, that I've really resonated with only because for, for starters, I'm in my own 10 year journey. I'm coming up on year five of good advice. And, you know, I'm, I'm constantly seeing the momentum growing and changing and the business evolving. But where I am today is so different from year one. I'm not where I want to be yet, but I have seen the business evolve over time. And it's not just my journey. You know, if you follow the podcast long term, you know that a multitude of people come on the show. They talk about their own respective businesses, their own multi-million dollar businesses. And you know what's crazy about this, guys? I've never had someone come on the podcast. I don't think, and I've, I have had a couple of people who've come on who have been like, in hindsight, I've been like, uh, I don't know if you were the best customer or you, excuse me, the best guest to come on the show. No, none of my guests are customers, by the way, they don't pay me a dime. Um, in fact, some of them, I should be paying them to come on the show because they're so incredible. But so no one has come on for the, as far as I can remember, and been like, yeah, you know, I was, uh, I was waiting tables and I was like, forget this. I'm going to go start a digital marketing firm. And then I, yeah, I'm a millionaire, you know, this time the next year, you know, and it's, it's partly because I, I probably don't attract those kinds of people anyway. I mean, I speak pretty actively against, um, some of this sort of snake oil sales, um, strategies. Most people who've come on, who, by the way, aren't like randoms. Many of these people are, have tens of thousands of followers on social media and are running multi-million dollar businesses in their own right. Many of them, when they come on, they tell a story of barely making rent, of having to take on debt, of having to deal with loans. You know, is the business going to be here tomorrow? Am I even going to be around next year? And year two, year three, year four. Year five, they start to see a, a slight glimmer of hope. And six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, they, they see real significant growth for their business. Now, it doesn't mean that they are fully successful now. I mean, there's still challenges day to day. But I started to notice this, this story because it was encouraging to me. It let me know that my business wasn't necessarily broken but that I just hadn't built enough momentum yet. So whether we're talking about networking or anything else, whether that's posting on social media or honestly, just anything else that's going to take time. I think your penchant for being willing to do these things is directly related to your understanding and acceptance of the 10 year game. Now this doesn't mean you have to be broke for the first five years of your business, I mean, there's definitely, I've been, I've had seasons where I've been broke, like badly broke, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, if your business is broken, that you don't fix it until you're five, but it is an encouragement that if you haven't seen results from certain elements of investing your time, it may not be because it's a bad investment. It may be because it simply hasn't come to fruition yet. I think networking is a big example of that. Now there's, there's two things I'll go ahead and say this. There's two things that 
I'll say about networking, you know, obviously, first of all, it does take time, but that's because it takes time to build trust. Like regardless of the fact that we live in a digital age, and I know I have some listeners who they swear by everything digital and I don't knock you for that. My business, I try to be as digital as possible for my business, but there's nothing like getting a referral from someone. Like we live in an age where when your neighbor gets their lawn cut and you see this happen and you ask them about that lawn cutting service, hey, what'd you think about, you know, lawn cut pro or whatever? And they say, oh my gosh, they're amazing. They're so affordable. They're great. They're always on time. They're always here when they say, like, that is going to speak to you more than any online Google review will ever. Like that's going to resonate with you more than anything that you would read, any ad, whatever. Like we still live in an age where the power of human referrals, human recommendations is more meaningful than anything else you can acquire. To earn that kind of referral from someone, it takes time to build trust. It takes time for someone to see you, to know you, to figure out do they do they do they gel with what you're talking about and ultimately are they going to trust you either with their dollar or with their friend's dollar who they're going to recommend towards you so networking is valuable it works but it takes time because it takes time to build trust so if you haven't seen a result from it yet it could be you just haven't put in the time yet the second thing and this is a bit more nuanced is understanding that getting getting something out of networking this is a this is just a true concept in sales in general you have to be willing to give more than you receive and i talked about the guy earlier in the episode who we were at the networking event and he was going around just handing his business card to people like desperately getting to, as like as soon as you walked in the door he was he was up to you with this card in your hand and then he would walk away no conversation nothing because he was desperate to make the sale it was all about him it was all about the sale he could make my encouragement to you, and there's a great book, by the way, called How to Win Friends and Influence People that will reframe how you think about your sales game. But if you want to see a result from these kinds of events, you need to go with the mentality of how do I give rather than I receive. It's about how do I make more connections with other people? How do I be a listener? And this is where it gets, this is where the nuance comes in. It's finding your customers and listening to them talk about their problems, listening what's going on in their business, rather than talking about how amazing you are in your business. And this, this seems intuitive in the sense of like, no one I think is going out there being like, yeah, let me tell you how freaking amazing I am. Like that would be arrogant. I don't think anyone is naturally thinking that way. I think it's when you get on the microphone and people are staring at you that many of us have the gut reaction of, of, uh, uh, let me tell you that I'm actually a, a real business. Let me tell you that I'm a, I'm a, what I'm, I'm offering the real deal. And so here's what this typically looks like is people get up and they say, Hey, we've been in business for 20 years. Here's all the awesome things. Here's all the accolades we've gotten. Hey, let me tell you about the latest thing that we're doing. Hey, let me tell you about the cool new building we got. And I, and I get why we do this because in our mind, it lends towards our credibility as being worthy of someone else's dollar, of someone else purchasing from us. 
What it actually does is it makes the focus entirely on us rather than our customers who need us. So me, for example, when I get up and I talk and I pitch at one of these events, I don't talk about good advice. I don't talk about, Hey, yeah, we're publishing our 300th episode. I don't get up and I say, you know, here's all the amazing things we're doing. What I do is I talk about my customers. Hey, I had a customer who was really, they were working 70 to 80 hour weeks and they were thinking there has to be a better way for my business. I'm not seeing the returns on my business that I want to. Or I get up and I say, hey, yeah, we had a customer who was launching another location in another city and they they had never uh, developed the processes and the systems for their business to scale. And here's some, here's here's what the outcome of that was. See, I'm being intentional with that because I want, as I'm talking about my customers, I want the people listening to envision themselves in that same conversation. A lot of times we don't do that. Instead, it's, you know, hey, everybody, you know, we're celebrating six months in business. We're celebrating one year in business. Hey, we're doing this. Hey, you know, I mean, and I even, this even has, has happened to me in like more explicit sales conversations. Uh, I was talking to a guy who I ultimately said, hey, I think I'm going to pass. And he said, well, I've, what do you mean you're going to pass? We've been in business 20 years. Well, why would you want to pass? And I remember thinking, well, why, why do I care if you've been in business 20 years? Like, I don't care about your business. I care about my own problems. And that's what this book ultimately, you know, helps you frame the conversation as understanding that you're, you're, you're speaking to your customers. You're not verbally reciting your resume to them. And so if you haven't quite seen the success you want to see at these networking events, maybe flip the script a little bit, maybe talk about the problems that some of your customers are facing and how you're solving them, what you're doing for them, the outcomes that you're doing for their benefit. I think when you frame it in a giving mentality, rather than here's how amazing we are, you start to see the result that you really want to see. So my encouragement today is don't count out these networking events, even when they're awkward, even when they're cringy, frankly, they can be a real boon to your business. Hey, if, if, if a networking event that you've been to has been impactful or influential, I'd love to hear about it. I'm working on some more content around this conversation and I'd love to share your story. So shoot me an email, shoot me a message. If you have, if you had a particularly successful event and why it was so meaningful to you. And beyond that, hey, we're rolling out some advertising for the podcast. If you'd like to be sponsored on the podcast to some amazing listeners who follow the show and are engaged with the show, send me an email, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. We'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, Getting you the attention you deserve on your business. Uh, See, we're framing it. (laughs) We're framing it in our customer's perspective. So all that to say, Hey, I appreciate you checking out the podcast. You'll be checking out any number of podcasts. And I want to tell you, thank you for listening to this one. That's all we got today. That's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.